This is a special edition of Nerdcyclopedia. That's right, we're going to recap the first quarter of 2016 in our very first Nerdendum. Nerdendum is brought to you by trees. Even after you kill them, you'll live in their dead bodies. Trees! special of all episodes where we recap what has been going on in nerd culture in the first quarter of 2016 a quarterly nerd dendum to the nerd cyclopedia all right i'm scott so i'm sam Woo! and that music you heard was once again crazy man still coming up with music for us and not asking for a bill, <laughs> not he, a bill is not, later. he is not billing us yet <laughs> <laughs> the key word is yet you know, uh, you know, you know, we both sold our soul to the crazy man, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. 2016 so far is um, April the, as we record this, April the 2nd. Yep. We can actually timestamp this one because that's the point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess a couple big things have been going on in nerd culture. I mean, some of them definitely movie related, you know, um, we can kind of work our way forward a little bit now there was a uh, star wars episode seven came out right at the end of 2015 yes um so it really kind of spilled over a little bit into january of 2016 uh it's a movie i'm still uh it's exciting exciting movie uh, -huh. uh now that we're looking at the nerdendum i feel like we can talk spoilers we can talk plot if you want i mean we can talk that sort of stuff now which i think is great okay we have the ability to do that yeah um so obviously you know uh First of all, if you haven't seen that movie and you're listening to this podcast, you you got issues. And it's not our fault if we spoil the movie for you at this point. You're not a real nerd unless you actually saw Star Wars and Force Awakens, along with every other nerd that <laughs> I mean, okay, if you're in China, right? If you're <laughs> a nerd in China and you did not see Star Wars and Force Awakens that first week, you got a problem. I mean... Well, it hasn't come out yet in China. They didn't even play it in China. It made like $1.8 billion and hasn't never even... Maybe it opened late in China. Anyway. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, big news. Harrison Ford, of course, gets the axe. Bam! Which he wanted in episode six. He was telling you know, George Lucas, like, what... A, why am I not getting killed yet? And he's like, kill me, kill me. Yeah. I made it sound like he got murdered. He actually got... um. <laughs> well, he did get murdered, but I made, he it did sound, murdered. I, I made it sound like he got like shot up like at a um at a gun range or something like that. <laughs> Let me ask you this: If your son stabbed you with a lightsaber, would you consider that murder? I would call it murder if I was calling it anything. It sounds like murder to me. <laughs> so, big spoiler: Han Solo got murdered. Right. So, that's obviously a big deal. So that's what it, we're all still thinking about talking about here. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty nifty. Good movie. Yeah, it was a really great movie. I heard he um, actually wanted to have himself. Um, well, years ago when he was doing like the first three Star Wars, mm. he actually wanted to have his character killed off. Well, I think it was the first or second of the movie or something like that. But George Lucas kept wanting him back because he was doing so good. 
Right, yeah, and it was in uh, in the third one. Mm-hmm. He kept saying that he wanted him to die because he felt like that was the end of Han's character arc, and right. then Lucas wouldn't do it. He was like, nope, that's not it, nope, nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to happen here. Let's just keep him around, you know. Right, make make that sweet, sweet likeness money, you know. Well, fortunately for him, he didn't have a, he didn't get a really chance to reprise a character until like fifty years later. <laughs> well, it's you know you have to figure that when you're Harrison Ford, if mm-hmm. you don't want to reprise a character, it's you know what I mean. Like if you're not reprising a character, you're Harrison Ford, it's probably not mm-hmm. you know it's probably not against your will, right? Right. Like you got to figure that if he wanted to be Han Solo again, he could essentially say, "I'm gonna be Han Solo again." You know, just do it. Yeah, I mean, he can actually uh, write and direct his own solo, write his own ticket for Star Wars. If he wants. <laughs> and not even have to worry about George Lucas because he is that good. Because he is Harrison Ford. <laughs> I want to write my own Star Wars movie. Okay, and I want it to be set in during the, the American Civil War. <laughs> Doing it American Civil War. <laughs> I want to come down to Earth. <laughs> Me and Chewie. Me and I have to have Chewie with me, George. I gotta have Chewie. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near this movie, but I do have to have Chewie, please. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that was a really great. I, that was a really good movie. I really like Ray in that movie. She, as a as a Star Wars, one of the newer, newer Star Wars characters, she really, mm-hmm. you know. Really getting a good impression for like females as far as starring in a big action film such as that. I mean, not only that, I mean, you don't really have to get gender uh, specific, but just her as a character, period. Her whole arc throughout the whole movie was really decent. And, it, and she made it a really fun movie, her and her, uh, the new guy, Finn. John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega. Which is weird because he's he's a British guy and he's got a you know he's got an English accent in real mm-hmm. life so it's it's sort of a uh, interesting to hear him talk uh, mm-hmm. you know out of character. Uh, I liked I did like Daisy Ridley a lot as Ray. Mm-hmm. I thought that you know they did it's like they faked you out trying to make you think she was going to be a damsel in distress, and uh, but you kind of knew that she was going to use the, the mind trick on that stormtrooper right like yeah. when she was captured like you pretty much yeah. knew that's how that was going to go down. Right. I mean. Um, she she has a hero's art. Yeah, absolutely. She definitely does. And that's something that's really neat. And that's fine. And it actually fit into the whole you don't really even think about it as like her being a female in a you know, the 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 comeback Star Wars film, episode seven. You've been waiting for this forever and everything. Right. And to have right, a girl right. actually be the star of the movie and everything, mm-hmm. that was a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal when you really actually sat down and watched the movie. You were into it, you were right. um feeling the whole vibe and you know, everything that was going on and everything right absolutely for sure arc was really good yeah you know it's something that i thought was uh was really great and uh you know uh real exciting to see a a female character on the the old star wars for sure yeah that was not princess leia because i think carrie fisher just can't really carry the movie anymore you know not not at all not at all she had uh i mean you know you can say oh she looked a lot older than Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, it's just something that, uh, you know, time is uh, is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, it is what it is. So do you think that um, Rey is going to be a part of the um, Skywalker clan, or she is part of the Skywalker clan? My thought on Skywalker has always been it's like Trump, you know? you got to have one to beat one. Woo! So if, you, if you're not one, then uh, if you're not one, you can't beat him. That's just how it is, you know? Okay, all right. 
So that's just uh, kind of how that's going to work, I guess, overall. But, uh, yeah, I mean, real positive reaction from fans and from me personally. You know, the one thing that was funny is that they made all those um, Kylo Ren toys, you know, <laughs> the Adam Driver character. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one wanted him because, <laughs> because he's kind of mopey, right? He's just sort of a mopey kid. And uh, everyone wanted Ray toys, and there weren't any. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, when they actually had his character actually come out, and you see exactly how he was, I mean, right. it, it sort of just diminished the popularity of the character. I mean, he he's had just such mopey. A, he, he, but he had such a cool costume. You know, even <laughs> before the movie came out, I mean, his popularity was just like at a height. When the movie comes out, I mean, he, and that character, that actor is not a bad actor. He was in no. Girls, um, you know. No, and he's, good, he's a good actor, he, for he, sure. He's a real good actor, but yeah, eh, um, yeah, his arc was a, it, it was, it was very whiny in a, in a, in a, in a funny type of way. You said Mopey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mopey. I had a fraternity brother named Mopey. Oh, okay. So we'll throw that out to Mopey. If you listen to Shout this. Shout out to Mopey. <laughs> Mopey. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this is one day yeah one day maybe you will you know okay. uh, anyway so um, that's pretty much how I felt about Star Wars Okay. as far as that goes in the nerdendum I want to talk about something that I I mean I knew I was going to like to be excited about Star Wars right Okay. like I knew that let's talk about Deadpool alright Deadpool right? yeah buddy what did you think about that movie it was awesome it was very unexpected. Well, I, I expected mm -hmm. the character, but my my um my main thing about Deadpool, I was afraid they weren't going to get it right, you know. Right. And to really catch the soul and the key of that character, you have to be off the wall and willing to go, sort of against the grain of what a typical superhero movie is. And Deadpool right, didn't really start out as actual superhero. He was actually you know a villain, a mercenary. But right. they changed him in the comics because he got so popular to sort of be that hardcore anti-hero. Yeah, Deadpool is awesome. You know, he's very, very, very funny. Mm -hmm. And when we recorded the episode for <clears throat> D, our uh, episode four, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't really, uh, you know, we hadn't really seen the movie yet. Right. We'd seen some of the some of the advertising. And we talked about Deadpool, the character. Mm -hmm. The movie itself, though, I found to be extremely entertaining very beyond the fact that it was a deadpool movie i found it to be really very entertaining yeah i mean movie didn't cost that much to make i heard either it was just like 53 58 you know million or what have you whereas yeah, usually I... superhero movies are like in the 100 200 ranges i mean 200 <laughs> 200 yeah some of them look like 200 dollars movies fantastic for it we're not gonna name no names anyway um you named a name you can't name a name and then say we're not gonna name a name <laughs> it's like somebody was wrong about that sam but we're not gonna say who. <laughs> but yeah they're, they're usually in the uh 100 200 million dollar ranges this movie it was so much built up anticipation for this movie and it, it sort of upsets me because the studio Fox, you know, who made the, um, eventually made the Deadpool movie had it mm. hanging in development for so long because they right. did not understand the character. And it really goes to show how studio executives, they are so hardcore on like, you know, money is the bottom line, money is the bottom line. And I totally understand that, but they really for them to actually decide to eventually do the character is a credit to them, but it took them, uh, it took a leak footage <laughs> that they probably didn't want actually, anybody to actually see to come out to motivate them to make this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, that they put a, that really good scene in the beginning, you know. Uh, for sure. You know, just to kind of put it into perspective, a movie I'm sure we'll talk about in a couple minutes once we've uh, Deadpooled out. Uh, Batman versus Superman, right? So, total worldwide gross this year. Deadpool, $747 million, which is like an absurd number. Wow, wow, That's wow. so crazy. Mm. On a uh, $58 million budget. Woo. And Batman Superman, which has only been out for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. um, is uh, $587 million on a $250 million budget. And we're not even talking about marketing. You know, that's, no, that's just actual production. You know, right, marketing. Marketing is extra. Woo. And Deadpool didn't really even need that much marketing involved, you know. So they spent a little bit of monkey, money on marketing, but a lot of their viral marketing, which was which is designed to actually spread without actually you, without a studio actually having to spend more money on like commercials and advertisement billboards. They put up mm -hmm. one billboard in Hollywood that was really, uh, it was just really crazy. But for them to put, emojis, yeah, that emoji. Are you talking about the emoji um, one or the one where they try to make it look like a love story? Not both, but the one where the emoji one, they they set that one up in yeah that was crazy right, uh, but yeah. they set that one up in Hollywood and they did not need to buy a whole bunch of billboards across the United States. They put that one up, put up on Twitter or online on social media. That spread like wildfire. Right? How brilliant right. is that? Genius. That is brilliant. And that's and that's really the essence of Deadpool. Sometimes. That's what makes him so great. Mm -hmm. oh, he's so funny. The character, obviously. I mean, I, I'm, my guess is based on the success of this movie and our uh, core demo. Do you've seen the movie and you love it? It's like we do. Um, maybe you didn't like it as much, in which case, uh, uh, turn your card in. <laughs> you were you were just, just you were just wrong. You don't have a sense of humor. You know, you know the character of Deadpool. You've known him right. for so long and everything. Right. As far as the movie itself, it's not. It's it was a uh, it was an evenly paced comic book movie. Okay. And the great, mm -hmm. the the one of the um, better things about it compared to other comic book movies, it really had its sense of humor. It really had its spirit of what Deadpool is. You could tell that the directors and the writers knew exactly what they had in their hands. And props to Ryan Reynolds for being an ambassador of Deadpool because I don't think anybody in you know, any any studio in Hollywood probably would even touch the project if not for his. Um, his um, advocating, you know, the character of Deadpool to, you know, actually play and everything. And it sort of resurrected his career a little bit, too. That's true. You know, I always thought, I liked Ryan Reynolds a lot, even when he was on Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. Mm -hmm. And I liked Waiting a lot. And I knew that, you know, he was going to be able, I knew he could carry a franchise. Right. And it was unfortunate for him that they uh, collectively screwed up Green Lantern so. Collectively. So badly. So badly. And I'm not going to get into... There's an episode where we talk about that. <laughs> we yeah. don't have to get into too much. <laughs> yeah. you, this is a, a nerdendum, so when you refer back to our original um, nerd encyclopedia, just look up Jet Letter G, and it'll explain everything. Okay? It'll explain everything I hate about that movie. <laughs> and it, it's a list. It's not a short list, you know? It's definitely not a short list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... That being said, I always liked Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. I always thought Ryan Reynolds was a very funny, mm -hmm. very uh, charming character uh, right. actor, and uh, glad to see that he's now basically can, can write his own checks for the next you know thirty years. Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's really good for him. Um, mm. I mean, props to him for you know being ambassador of that movie and get actually getting it made and whatever residuals he's getting on that, he's he sure enough deserves it. 
<laughs> I hope he's getting points, man. Because oh, he's dancing. He's been dancing. Him and Blake Lively's kid. You know, they're like mm. thinking about gold plating the baby. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what about that Xerxes look from Three Hundred? You know. <laughs> So what do you think about um, at the end of the movie? Spoilers, you know. Well, if you if you listen to this podcast, it's just spoilers, period. So you know what? There's, there's going to be spoilers for everything yeah, that came out before yeah. April first. Sorry, April, before April first, you know. This, Honestly, this, listen, that's what this is for. Honestly, we don't have to tread lightly. We we like the outlet. And since we haven't traveled into the future yet, we can't even spoil anything from the future. So you know, <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We, we have we don't have money. Uh, or fame, or do- and, a DeLorean, uh, or DeLorean. <laughs> I mean, I got a credit card, and I probably could take it. I'm gonna take a train tomorrow uh, to the old uh, Buckaroo's uh, opening game here. Oh yeah, but, okay, uh, yeah, that's that should be fun. To timestamp this, like we don't like to do on our re- regular episodes, right? Uh-huh. Tomorrow's the opener, so the Buckaroo's pirates, the Buckaroo's. That's right. We'll talk about that a little later when okay. we get into other specific stuff. I'm I'm nerdy about that doesn't quite fit into the cyclopedia. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in a couple minutes. Uh, maybe if Sam needs a break, <laughs> can talk hey, about the pirates. It's a it's, it's it does start with the letter P. That's what they have on their um on their hat, right? Huh. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. And if you're a nerd uh, about sports, I mean, you could be a nerd um, listening to our podcast about, you know, some sports stuff, too. It's okay. That's true. It's all it's, good, it, right? It, huh? Some of us like the basketball. Mm-hmm. Or, or, they, or they put the ball through a hoop. Some, uh, some, some of us like the rugby, you know. <laughs> rugby. That I'm not be, a rugby nerd. That, that will be in our R's, you know, um, maybe for two two minutes or two seconds. <laughs> you know what? We're going to mention it. I tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. When we get to R, we'll, we'll say rugby and then we'll just sit uh, okay. there for a minute and then we'll move on. All right. All right, but Deadpool. Deadpool is a really great movie, um, as we already iterated before. All right, so did we have anything else coming in between Deadpool? Oh, oh, uh, to go back to Deadpool a minute, uh, I was about to ask you, what do you think about Cable being introduced in the next movie? How do you you like that? I I like it. I don't know. It's hard for me to... I feel like it'll work really well with continuity because the mm-hmm. the X Men Apocalypse coming out. Okay. That it would make a lot of sense to have Cable show up all of a sudden now that Apocalypse is around. Okay, so being that Apocalypse, I believe, was what set in the eighties, and I'm assuming Deadpool is set in like the present day. How do you think that's going to connect? Well, it's time travel. You know, you mm-hmm. if you go back in time three thousand years, which uh, since this is more of a discussion, I'm not going to get into the history of Cable. Okay. Uh, it's long and convoluted, but if you go back in time three thousand years and you miss by like twenty years, I think you call that a W. <laughs> you say that's a win, and I'm not doing that again. I don't care how much techno virus you give me; I'm not going back any further. Than that. <laughs> well, um, as far as the little um, add-on they had at the end of the movie for the extra credits, I thought that was yeah. you know pretty Ferris Bueller-ish. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was nice. It was it was very Deadpool. Whereas other super superhero movies, you actually get the actual character, um, you know, scene and everything. Deadpool just just being Deadpool, he has to come in a robe <laughs> and just start mentioning the uh, actual character that's going to be in the next movie. Guess what, guys? We're going to have Cable. <laughs> Let me go back and take a shower here, you know. <laughs> it's just, it really keeps in the whole spirit of Deadpool, which was like a, like we said, a really fun movie. 
Right, right. I liked it. Mo uh, saw it with a date. Mm -hmm. She was oh, okay. uh, not uh, disgusted by the whole thing, so I was. <laughs> she was I not called repulsed. That a, I called that a. Uh, I called that a W. A win. Yeah. <laughs> all things a win. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just do that here. Yeah, yeah. Saw it with the, the wife. Encyclopedia Studios. Saw saw it with the wife. It was pretty much a W in that in that aspect too. You know. <laughs> I mean, not not enough of a win that I didn't count as my choice, right? Yeah, right. Like, uh, we definitely didn't see my choice again the next, <laughs> next time we went out. She already <laughs> didn't had, get a pass. She already had that mapped out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get two in a row. That's not no, how this is. No, no, no. That's not how this works. No, All right. So, did anything come out in between? What what came out in between Deadpool and the the very last thing that we're going to talk about that we consider? Okay, uh, Daredevil. Okay, Daredevil season two. Daredevil yes. season two just came out. Yes, I've only gotten the three episodes. I haven't gotten past the third episode yet. What do you think about it so far? How far have you gotten? <laughs> I got to, I think, five, but I don't remember all of five because I was pretty tired. Oh, so okay. I made I might have been in and out on five. Four okay. is mm. a really good episode. Really? And okay. and I think that if if Daredevil uh, Season 2 is arranged into arcs, the first four are sort of mm -hmm. the first arc. Okay. So I want, I want you to see that mm -hmm. before we can talk about it. I, I won't spoil it for you directly. Listeners, okay. they're just going to be collateral damage. But for you, like, I got to do this podcast with you every week okay. forever. All right, no, we'll, <laughs> well, maybe we'll do, like, an addendum daredevil. I, like I said, I've seen up to episode three. I was, my favorite scene out of a, um, really out of a lot of superhero stuff was their conversation on the roof, debating back and forth about uh, who is right, who's wrong, or who is more justified in their... Um, activities on what they do their daredevil right. punisher conversation on the roof definitely check that out people because that was a um that's that's the way uh a uh, uh, batman superman conversation should happen if you're about to debate about like your philosophies on actually having justice done you know <laughs> well, justice can you know justice is uh i think the real conversation isn't about what's does what's deserved it's what you can meet out yourself okay so you have these you have people like uh, i guess daredevil in this argument want to work within the confines of the system mm -hmm. um but someone like punisher feels the system is broken and that there is no method uh outside the system that would be more harmful than staying within a system right like right. a certain presidential candidate that i dislike uh oh Who's a sort of an ends justifying the means kind of guy, you know? A simplistic type of guy, you know? Simplistic type of guy, but I like Punisher because there's a certain, uh, there is a certain satisfaction in watching him get his job, get his work done, right? Well, it's like an A plus B equals C type of situation. I mean, mm -hmm. it's this, this, and this is supposed to happen. You know, if you're a bad guy and you do bad things, then you need to be punished for it. Whereas... In real life, that's <laughs> not the most ideal thing, you know. But I mean, we're getting we're talking about like you know a superhero fantasy um, mm. type environment, where versus a daredevil who believes everybody has some sort of redemption. It's not everybody's fault they may they may have gotten into maybe a situation where someone else looks at them as harmful or bad or what have you. Um, maybe there's a reason for that, and maybe they need the law in order. Maybe they need the law. Um, to give them that second chance or what have you. Yeah, he's all about second chances. That's <laughs> Daredevil's thing, I guess. The Punisher's he, not about second chances. No, he is not. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely not about... 
<laughs> he's that he's like i'm just gonna he's like you gotta beat these guys up every couple weeks he's like i'm just gonna get the job done once i'm gonna do it the right way <laughs> you're not efficient enough daredevil matt. yeah he's mis- <laughs> murder matt blindy murdoch <laughs> blindy. i didn't like blindy. i didn't like when he called him blindy <laughs> I hope he did not say that because you definitely spoiled that shit for me. <laughs> he said blindy. Oh my god, man. Oh, I gotta I gotta I gotta start back up, people. You know? All right, he doesn't say blind. <laughs> blindy. I'll, 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 I don't want you sitting there waiting for it every time they start talking know, to each other. Man. You're gonna be like, is this where he says blindy? <laughs> episode ten, he does not say blindy yet, Scott. Just, what the hell? Just man? sending me angry text messages. Like, I've been waiting for him to say blindy. I've been up for ten hours watching Daredevil. <laughs> You just ruined my Daredevil experience. Good God. I keep thinking he's going to say, every time he talks, I keep th- he keeps saying blindy in my head. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah, Daredevil so far is pretty good. Um, yeah. Can't wait to watch some more episodes, get to the you know, end of the season and everything. The good thing about Netflix is that, yeah, you do it on your time. It's like on demand. You you watch whenever you want to watch, and it'll always be there for you <laughs> six months later <laughs> if you want to come back to it. I mean, Netflix is okay. I mean, I definitely wouldn't use it as a primary method for content, but, you know. Uh-huh. I would definitely think that I, you need a cable subscription, but. Nah, you know, it is what it is. Whew. Something that's been very divisive um, on the the, the, in, the internets, the, mm-hmm. the social media waves. Um, justifiably so, um, you know, um, it's up to you guys. Me and Scott went to see Batman versus Superman. And they did not go to together, but we both seen it. We did hold hands, but that was a completely hey, you know, different thing. It's a joint thing, so sometimes it happens. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I guess I'll give my opinion on a movie first. Yeah. I told Scott as soon as I seen it that I felt that it was a good movie. I felt that um, it was a good movie and Zack Snyder, it wasn't Zack Snyder's fault. That some of that, some of some of what happened uh, with that movie happened. I liked the way it started. I, I loved the even though Bruce Wayne and we're we'll, we're getting into like you know the um the actual movie itself. Even though right. they did the whole Bruce Wayne origin over for like the hundredth time and everything, we didn't seen the Waynes die yeah. like every old in in type of way. But I loved the way he actually filmed that. Um, and he sort of did it in a way where it made sense later on in the movie when certain events happen. Um, I love how understated the credits were, where you didn't have that boombastic. Well, Marvel usually never does like a, um, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel doesn't really do credits at the beginning of their their movies. And other superhero movies, or just basic blockbusters, period, puts all their their, um, credits in the front and big CGI, boombastic type thing. This Batman Superman, you would expect that to be, but this was very understated, as if it was like a romantic comedy or something like that, or like a Christmas movie, uh, where the credits were really understated, severely understated to a point where you wasn't really thinking that you were in a Batman versus Superman movie. And I'm just talking about the credits. But <laughs> as the story started, as the movie started going on, it's, it picked up the pace, and... Um, it took him a while to show Batman, which I was like, where the heck is Batman? Okay, Bruce Wayne, I mean, we, I get that and everything, but I'm, I'm here to see Batman. You know, the movie's called Batman versus Superman for a reason. 
you know, and we already seen Superman in Man of Steel. So um, I love the way that they, they tied the end of Man of Steel um, together with the perspective of Bruce Wayne seeing General him and uh, Superman and General Zod battling um, and destroying all that property. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of, you know, it harkens back to like 9-11 and, you know, all those little tags and everything. But right. um, it was really decent to see because, I mean, it looked it looked as if it was like, you know, really real. And this is what would have happened uh, from someone else's perspective. I always like those perspective type things where an event happens um, and then you get someone else's perspective. Um, but that's just the beginning of the movie. What do you, what did you think? I, I thought that the Batman origin, which is okay to do in flashes. I thought it was really interesting. Was that Clive Owen playing, uh, Thomas Wayne? No, I catch that, that was, um, that was, what was named? Not Gerard Bartlett. Um, oh man, what was it? What is his name? He's about to be Negan in The Walking Dead. And he played um, the comedian in Watchmen. What is his name, Scott? Oh! <laughs> oh! Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes! Okay. Yes, oh, yes, man. yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. How could we forget that? We're um, Watchmen fans. Maybe not so much in the movie, but, you know. <laughs> See, I know who the comedian is. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, we, before we, people start coming yeah. after us. Saying, Hashtag hey, Scott! <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was Jeffrey D. Morgan playing on um, Thomas Wayne. Okay. Well, I like the credits. I really did like the, you know, I thought it was a good movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an, I thought it was a really good Batman movie, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, except for things that we'll discuss later, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. uh, wrapped inside of a, uh, mediocre Superman movie. Okay. That's what I felt about it. Now... Was it a good movie? I would say yes. It was a good movie. Was it a good Superman-Batman movie? Eh, I'm a little on the fence as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. But the framing device of having Bruce Wayne sort of have a 9-11 moment, right? Right. Like, that was really interesting to me. And it certainly made things seem a lot more uh, grounded. Right. You know, seeing Bruce Wayne just sort of show up and run do a rampage through Gotham trying to chase down, <laughs> you know what I mean, trying to chase down Superman. Uh yeah, I, I really did feel like that that really did set a tone as far as the epicness and, and really gave you an idea the to stakes. remind you of this, well, the stakes and the mm -hmm. scale of what Superman is. And I right. think that in any story that that you have where you have Batman and Superman, the, the scale of them is very important. So um, <clears throat> is Superman like Silver Age Superman? Is he Golden Age Superman? How powerful is he? Some sort of, is he a god? Is he just like pretty strong? Mm-hmm. Is he just much stronger than almost any other superhero? So there's a there's a wide range of where you can be there. And well, I thought setting setting this set the tone real well for that, right? It it really did. Well, let's start right there. Let's 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 talk about how it set the tone. And if you're going to start out a movie like this, Zack Snyder or slash Warner Brothers, um, you got to come through full throttle with like the, how the whole tone is going to be for the rest of the movie. You so you have the stakes of this guy. Um, a, mil a billionaire or what have you being really uh, um, established himself sort of like a peon compared to what Superman is um, mm -hmm. and sort of feels like he's really defenseless and powerless against this all-powerful, you know, type God that just appeared, um, um, you know, really out of nowhere. So right. if you're going to have stakes like that, 
the way the movie eventually developed over, you know, uh, just throughout the whole movie just didn't really capitalize enough on those stakes. You didn't really need a bunch of the the, uh, the extended stuff. The You just didn't really need it, as far as I'm concerned, to con- if you're going to make a Batman versus Superman and have those as your stakes, you really need to concentrate on that as your reasoning. Um, because his actor, right. as we'll talk about towards the end, his reasoning on fighting Superman um, ended up being just really stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought that the movie was worked as spectacle, right? Yeah. The action sequences were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. They were really, mm-hmm. really good as action sequences. I really felt really good. that. Zach, Zach, Zach has a good um, visual style about that. I thought that contrasting the Batman fights in particular with the Christopher Nolan Batman fights, one, it was easy to track what Batman was doing. He felt more kinetic. There was a lot less jump cutting, which I liked. Right. So I liked those fight scenes a lot. One thing I did not enjoy about the Batman fight scenes, and we've discussed this off mic uh, <laughs> at length, is uh, the Batman seemed to murder a lot of people in the movie. He just seemed to straight up, on purpose, kill people a lot. Batman Frank Castle. Right. So, like, what the thing that the thing that bothers me about that is, like, I'm okay with incarnations of Batman that do that. We, we discussed in a second episode all about how mm-hmm. uh, that's sort of an initial take on the character, and it's noirish, and, and Batman kind of losing losing his, his head and, and really being you know, violent right. is something that can happen in the comics. But the issue is that uh, this Batman, right? The Ben Affleck Batman, okay. right? Okay. He's the Batman from Suicide Squad 2. Like, that's the same movie continuity. Right. And that Joker is alive. Plot hole. Right. So if I can, if he can just straight up gun down people... <laughs> The Joker is just like we'll just send you the we'll just send you the crazy people prison, right? Exactly. Why has he been alive all this time when you're sitting up here just murdering people left and right in um in this movie? So yeah, you're exactly right. I got a problem with that. I don't blame you. (laughs) So, other than the murder, Mm -hmm. right? Which some people say is antithesis to the character. I just say it doesn't make sense for this one. This Batman shouldn't be killing people like that. Right. I liked all the plot ideas. Uh, you know, we've talked about. I, I write. Uh, I write stories that are, that are not good in, in my spare time. And Sam and I have talked about a story I was working on about the DC universe in like the '30s, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> some of the story beats were pretty similar. Like there were definitely some similarities. Like uh, uh, I guess Superman's mom getting kidnapped and stuff was something that I had in mind. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I got, I, I like the story a lot because I obviously had similar thoughts, you know, in a lot of cases. Um, but the plot, like, I don't know. It didn't make sense that Batman and Superman would fight. Like, they could have just not done that, it seemed like. Well, if you're going to call a movie Batman versus Superman, you better bring the rain, you know. Well, then your number one job mm-hmm. is to make me, is to convince me that Batman and Superman should have a fight. Right, exactly. My point, like, Exactly. Because like like what you were saying, like I didn't get like I got that Batman would try to kill Superman, but I never I really didn't think I thought like <laughs> like Superman was basically like hey this guy kidnapped my mom you know if you see my mom and Batman was like I'm gonna break you in half. Well, I mean I, I guess my disappointment is that if in that if that's the case you did not need that Lex Luthor to uh, to to facilitate um, a reason in making both of them fight. 
Batman's sole reason from what you established Zack Snyder in the beginning was that he wanted to take Superman out because he was afraid he was a danger to the population slash the world, right? So Batman goes through all this training or is supposed to go through all this training, making himself, um, and we know he really physically can't beat Superman, but Batman um, inherently is a strategist. He's, he's a brilliant mind. Um, like you said, he doesn't kill, but when this, with Superman being who he is and everything, and they don't, and the world doesn't really know his, um, motivations and capabilities and everything, Batman was what you, what you said, Zack Snyder, Batman is justified in his reasons and in trying to, um, go and fight him. But you hold, make the whole plot point, he kidnaps his, um, mother, you know, he kidnaps, um, well, Superman, Lex Luthor kidnaps Martha and um, forces Superman to go fight Batman, which is the, it's, it's the most comic booky, stupidest plot point to have two superheroes fight each other and the fight not being that long. <laughs> and not really, and I guess decisive kind of, right? Right. Superman was really trying not to kill Batman. <laughs> he was not trying yeah, to kill Superman. him first. Uh, I, so Superman is not that angry at Batman for what? Why should you be bat, uh, mad at Batman? Well, there's actually, you know, the subtext of that fight, the way it was presented in the movie, was uh -huh. a lot more interesting without Lex Luthor. Actually, if you cut out all of his scenes, you the did movie not need actually Lex Luthor in that movie. Period. Well, you could have put him in the movie, but he didn't need to be the catalyst that drove them to fight. Right. 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 Because, like, the whole there's something called the Cheney Doctrine from Dick Cheney, right? Okay. And th tell me, this sounds familiar from the movie. Okay. Where Dick Cheney said, if there's even a one percent chance that something could happen, we have that something catastrophic could happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like the uh, Pakistanis are working with the Iranians to get nuclear weapons for them or something, right? right. Which is the hypothetical. I'm not accusing them, anyone of doing that. Right. It's a hypothetical. Okay. That you have to react as if that was happening. Right. Take it as Batman. Absolute. Batman says that. Mm -hmm. That exact line, basically, he mm -hmm. says that he says that about Superman, and he's all law and order. And he mm -hmm. uses torture to get what he wants, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's very Bush era, you know, right makes right, you know, aggressive, muscular policy uh, sort of. That, that's who Batman is in this universe, right? That's... And you have Superman, mm -hmm. who really, and, 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 and this is something I've always thought about Superman, really embodies, you know, the common man. And he's a champion of the worker, uh -huh. and he is, you know, able to do whatever he wants, but he doesn't. He pulls every punch he ever throws, right? Right, right. Because he's all about restraint and, and the American way. Right. And that's where that's where their initial conflict comes from. Is that is that Batman is is this is Boy this Scott. hard nosed real politic right wing, mm -hmm. you know, Frank Miller esque. Uh, you know, we ha we must find a way to destroy this thing that could destroy us, and Superman is very much the opposite of that. Right, exactly. Right, we don't mm -hmm. want to have to do these things. It's one of the reasons why he doesn't just straight up kill people all the time. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is a very, very interesting uh, ideological comparison, a very, very interesting sort of moral argument that mm -hmm. these two these two characters can have, and just introducing a kidnapping plot doesn't further that. No. You could have just had him go to Gotham and try to beat up Batman. <laughs> it would have been fine. And he would have had plenty of reason to because he told him to quit, you know, hurting people yeah, and torturing did. them to get information. He and did. he didn't quit. He did not. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it really boggles my mind how they even had to go through all that comic booky 
crap um, in order to make them fight. You know, um, if you, it's like I said in the beginning, if you're going to establish a road that you're going to go down, go completely, commit to that road. Right. Don't divvy off further, you know, divvy off into a different direction. And I know it had to be either Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder's just not capable of making that type of movie. I mean, he made popcorn movies in the past, like a 300, uh, a Watchmen, if you want to call it that. Um, and I mean, he's made one good movie, in my opinion. Like, one really good movie. Okay. That's 300. Yeah, 300 was brilliant, but it wasn't that deep of a movie. You know, it was basically, you know, um, warriors getting together to fight uh, a bigger issue, you know, a bigger um, something more than them. But um, this movie had the potential of being a really good movie by, by like what you said, as far as the ideological perspectives. Um, and I actually felt sorry for Superman throughout the whole movie. It's really continuing his arc from Man of Steel, where he's really not Superman yet. They call him Superman, but he's not Superman yet because essentially he's just still figuring out, you know, who he is and, you know, what he's capable of actually being as a, uh, you know, protector of the world. Um, Mm. He put the costume on based on what his father, you know, his father gave him that costume. He wasn't ready to be a superhero, but he was just learning his powers and everything. And he's really put upon this movie as a really sad figure um, because he's just, he's, the world in this movie is just so divisive. Um, you're either for Superman, what he does, or against Superman, what he does, based on the way Batman feels about him. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why I feel like his next movie, he sh- that should be called Superman. Not Superman, um, and then you attach another title to that. That should be called Superman, and at that point, that character should have his redemption. Um, complete or completely done. He should be saving cats from trees. He should be having the world, tr- um, um, having the world just beckon at his call and you know be, uh, be at his feet, not worshiping him, but just be, him just making everyone happy. Because these past two movies that they've done, there's not been the Superman that we've all known and loved for these past seventy, you know, mm-hmm. something odd years. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, he's in Justice League. Henry Cavill's not shut up about being in Justice League. So we well, know I mean, we, we, like... we know, we know, but what, what I'm saying is I know Justice League is not going to be just Superman's movie. I'm saying that um, after Justice League, if Warner Brothers decides to do another Superman movie, which they'll probably really, really be thinking about compared to, um, you know, I guess what depends on what's happened with this, these next few just, these next, next few DCEU movies. Um, whether they'll come back to an actual Superman, whether people actually want to see a Superman movie. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like, how can you mess up a layup? <laughs> Superman isn't a... I, I, I mean, Superman himself is, as a character uh-huh. uh, is not interesting from a story perspective. Okay. Because you essentially know exactly how he's going to act. Okay. Because he always does what he's supposed to do. And he always does the right thing. Boy Scout. Yes, he's the big blue Boy Scout. What's that? Mm-hmm. Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns. Um, mm-hmm. So you always know that he's going to do that, and there, there's not a whole lot of ambiguity there. It's one of the reasons why, in my opinion, uh, Batman's a better character. Uh, just because there is that internal conflict, which uh, I guess 
this the DC uh, cinematic universe's Batman solved a long time ago, which is that you know killing people's all right. <laughs> That's not just all right. It's something that we're gonna do and we're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, well, um, but I think you bring up a really interesting point. Um, critics, social media, what have you, have been complaining about how this Superman is so dour, so down, so sad, and everything. Okay, so. For years, they've been trying to do a, a good Boy Scout type Superman, and that's not what you guys really wanted. You never really supported Superman as the actual um, character, the first superhero, the most celebrated superhero um, that's been put out there because he's been, like you said, boring. Um, you know what exactly we, what he's going to do, and it's really no, uh, what do you want to say, um dimension to you know his character so Zack snyder puts out this superman where he's doubtful about himself he he wants to um you know please people but every time he tries to do something you know he messes up and you know people vilify him and you know put him in a um a, a certain type of light so you don't like that superman so what superman do you guys really want <laughs> what, what 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 can we do to make you happy as far as an actual Superman. So he tried it from this direction, and you guys don't like that. They tried super. We got the other Superman that you guys. Uh, we got the Christopher Reeve Superman, um, um, back in Superman Returns, um, mm -hmm. that Brandon Ruth, you know, starred in and everything. You guys yeah. didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can't win with this character because he is, like you said, the um, uh, the Boy Scout, the um, um he doesn't really have a lot of dimension. So that's why I'm saying that um, I like this Superman, even though he really doesn't do much. I like the arc that they're going toward, you know, that they have on him. Um, but as far as this movie, Batman versus Superman specifically, and I feel real, I, it's got, I really feel passionate about this movie, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the movie and I'm defending the movie for the fact that, I thought it was a really good visual um, extravaganza. I recognize oh. the plot holes that everybody is talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really I, divisive. I agree. I liked all the action sequences. It was an extremely entertaining film. Um, except I hated, hated mm -hmm. the musical cue they used when Wonder Woman showed up. Ugh. I hated that musical cue so very much it seems so out of place and bad uh -huh. and maybe i'm just ignorant of what the heck it's from but it was awful and distracting uh, electric jangly electric guitars for a five thousand year old <laughs> woman i mean come on uh, well, I hope come on I, I hope patty jenkins doesn't use that in her movie i swear to oh, god oh <laughs> man i will be i will not be pleased about that that, that would be did, the worst you know i thought gal gadot is really good as wonder woman yeah i really enjoyed she her was, character she was really good mm-hmm yeah, I mean, really good. Uh, you know, they really should have maybe maybe Superman should have like given her that spear. Yeah. Maybe that would have since you know she wouldn't have been weak anyway. It's not. You, you, so you try to pack so much into this movie, the Doomsday thing. Doomsday did not need to be in this movie, Zach. I, I, I <laughs> Why are you calling God. Zach Snyder out so much by name? He's oh. not. He's not paying attention to this this <laughs> this pocket. This is not a two way I, conversation. I, I, Sam. I feel that you know in my um dreams and you know if I go to sleep and you know <laughs> maybe we get one more listen a listener and maybe Zach I don't know you know <laughs> maybe he'll hear me and um 
But but like I said in the beginning, I don't think it's totally Zach's fault that um that this movie would, uh, went how it went. Um, <laughs> we got the infamous Justice League trailer right in the middle of the movie when one. Oh Woman... <laughs> man, I sent that to you before we saw the movie. Someone tweeted my favorite. It was uh, Christmas Eve from Mike Tunison. He tweeted my favorite part about that movie was when Wonder Woman watched the Justice League trailer on her laptop, oh, and I just man. thought that was a really funny joke. And then she did it, and. <laughs> Scott told it to me and I thought it was just a hilarious joke and everything so I went and seen the movie about a couple days later and saw that that's actually what happened <laughs> she said people she sat down in the middle of the movie no it wasn't during the, was it before the doomsday fight or um um at uh, it was it was she well, it was before the doomsday fight because she appears during the doomsday fight before the doomsday fight happened she sits down in front of her laptop and watches a five-minute trailer <laughs> of the new Justice League movie. And don't forget that she she was trying to steal back a digital photo, a digital photo, a digital photo. Zach. I wonder if there are any copies of that photo anywhere. Zach, that seems need... like something that probably there's more than one copy of the thing, right? Zach needs to be taking the task because of that. You can't like really what erase a digital photo. Come on, Zach, really? No. We've been doing PSAs so why is she on that chasing for kids a digital photo throughout the whole movie, Scott. Huh? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she thought it stole her soul or something. She's she's old. She has old ideas about things. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, she's fought um 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 aliens from other planets or whatever she said. <laughs> well, he, here's a really interesting thought about a character who's you know essentially immortal and has been around forever and has watched civilization develop throughout its entire history from the beginning uh -huh. to now uh-huh is that you know she's seen you know man uh turn into man you know she probably knew alexander the great so she knew all these historical figures for the last you know for the entire history of of humanity and uh and that's really really interesting that would be a really interesting facet right to explore for that character and you know that's how i know they won't do it Right. That would be a really interesting viewpoint, especially because they alluded to it with that scene with Alexander the Great's sword, right? Oh, okay. They alluded to that, and I was like, oh, yeah, because she knows what his, which, what his sword looked like, because she saw the thing. Huh. It's probably there when he cut the Gordian knot, right? So, uh, that would they be won't really explore that. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting if they did delve that far back. I mean, uh, wow, that would talk. be... No, they, they won't. Talk about it. You know. Think about the cultural mores that have changed in the last even... I don't know, 200 years. Imagine being 3,000 years old and, and that would be like like the the type of societal changes that, you know, uh, that we've had over the past two centuries happening for us in the span of like two years. But you're, you know, That's really interesting. You're, you're, you're talking about an adult movie. Warner Brothers still needs to sell toys, okay? So... <laughs> don't sound I so know. down, Scott. I know, I know. They have to sell toys. <laughs> Then why did you make your movie PG-13? They could make a different type of movie. Oh, man. Well, I, essentially, like I said, that's my biggest problem with this movie. I think a Warner Brothers interference really created just a lot of strife for everyone involved. And although I did like um, Ben Affleck as Batman. So if you compare him to Christian Bell, I would actually probably choose Affleck. Hmm. <laughs> Affleck's Batman. Maybe not as Bruce Wayne. But Affleck's Batman over Christian, I can say definitely I choose Ben Affleck's Batman over Christian's Bell Batman. Like you said, I want, 
I want someone to go back and the lines Christian Bale says and in mm. the stupid bad voice that we all hated. <laughs> I want someone to go back and redo them with that, you know, voice modulator that Bruce Wayne used in this movie. I want to see if maybe it lo- what that performance sounds like, if it's actually cool or not. That's sort of my that's my challenge for the internet. I'm sure someone has it. Someone do. someone will do like a YouTube mashup or something. Do you bleed? Oh man. What's this leverage? This what? leverage. Who are you? I'm not what Bruce you Wayne. You sound like Bruce Wayne. I'm not. You sound like Bruce Wayne. I'm not. <laughs> but you sound like... No, I'm not. You got your wires crossed. <laughs> uh, what do you think about them killing Superman at the end? I mean, it's fine because you know what the story arc is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of a stupid reason to do that story arc. Yeah. Because he died in a stupid way. Yeah. Like, that was dumb. And he was weakened by the kryptonite the further he drove it into Doomsday. That doesn't make any sense. He was further away from the kryptonite. He had a kryptonian body between him and the kryptonite. He should have been fine. Well, let's not even um, go back to the fact that the original premise from the comic book was dumb anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you bring this element into a movie that's already convoluted and complicated. Well, I shouldn't say complicated, but just confusing. Um, is all hell. The logic points in like, uh, okay, so I, I read on the internet that Jimmy Olsen was in this movie. Evidently, he was in the beginning of the movie. A big iconic character that, you know, a lot of people know from the whole Superman mythos. And he was named in the credits as Jimmy Olsen, but you mur- yeah, you murder him at the beginning of your movie. Right. Yeah, that's that's the type of thing that I think that people are have, have issue with is that there's a lack of fun. And now they're reshooting all of Suicide Squad to put more fun in it, and you know they won't. It won't be good. It'll just be garbage, garbage, and, and garbage. And, and, stuff. Again, Warner Brothers inputting their hand where they probably shouldn't. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's not Suicide Squad. <laughs> Warner Brothers, <laughs> don't put your hand. It's called Suicide. If you wanted to have a a, a kid friendly movie, just call it Task Force X, which is what <laughs> Suicide Squad is called in the comic books. Um, they're not literally called Suicide Squad. They're called Task Force X. But when you name a movie Suicide Squad and you're marketing uh, and you want to market it to kids, really, are you really calling it Suicide Squad? Leave it. Leave your leave your hands out of it. Let the let David Ayer make that movie. Make the type of movie he wants. You know, put Will Smith in it. Let him say Welcome to Earth. Oh, that's what I want. I want that out of this movie. I wanted that wink. Like if they put that in. And it's him saying "Welcome to Earth" to someone like like Superman flies in and goes "Welcome to Earth." Mm-hmm. You know, like that's okay, right? That's the type of in reference I want in a movie, and that's because I'm a nerd and I am gonna yell on the internet about things I don't like. <laughs> I want to be catered to very now, loudly. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell. <laughs> they can't stop me. I have a form. <laughs> I created it myself, right? I'm not beholden yeah. to anybody. Well, I mean, I did like how uh, Wonder Woman appeared in the movie. She came really, really out of nowhere. Her logic in going back into fighting. Because it really didn't dawn on me that that was the first time she fought anyone in years, I guess, right? Because she wasn't doing her Wonder Woman thing any time before then um, since, like, what, World War One, as far as she we know, right? She had the outfit. She had the outfit with her. <laughs> yeah, she, she, oh, yeah, she was, she was ready. Um, she had the outfit. She so was I, like, I, is there going to be a fight? No? Okay. Mm. And none of these heroes ever appeared until, um, you know, when when Superman came to Earth and Zod came and everything. Nobody appeared yet. 
you know. Well, it all harkens back to the same thing we discussed that uh, we were talking about. I get maybe even off mic about my obsession with how you could have superheroes exist during World War II and not get involved. Because you're not a hero if you don't get involved. And that's such an obvious. There's obviously a bad side in that war. Right. That you can't you can't sit it out. So I I don't know how they're gonna explain that. Uh, she's like, you know, World War One, a, a war that's almost morally neutral, by the way, uh-huh. as far as cause, causality. Uh, much more of just an I, you know, a bunch of, you know, imperialistic a holes on one side, and a bunch of imperialistic a holes on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. right. And uh, World War Two is much more of a good evil narrative. And you're, she's gonna fight in World War One, but that's it. That's the one she picks in the 20th century. <laughs> that doesn't make any picks. sense. <laughs> she's uh, like, you know what? I'll stay out of I'll stay out of this war. But they're rounding up innocent people and just shooting them. Like I like I said, the last one was too much for me. Uh. Man, well, Warner wanted to do their Captain America arc with her, so. Well, we'll yeah. see. I mean, she's really four a four thousand years. I mean, like I said, it could be real interesting, but I don't think it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that you say it, they really didn't have to go to the World War. I mean, they could have went further back with this woman, and. Uh, but they're so in a rush to make Justice League. <laughs> it's okay uh, to do that. It's okay to flesh it out, but like, I want to see. You know that scene from. Uh, X-Men Origins, uh, mm-hmm. which is a movie that I, re- I like to forget generally. But where Wolverine, that scene where him and, uh, or Sabretooth and Wolverine are fighting through, like, history, kind of. You know, that's like yeah, the reverse yeah, of that yeah, scene the, from the Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan gets killed in every war. That was probably the best part about that movie. About Forrest Gump? No, I'm talking about um, the, the montage in the beginning of um, the Wolverine X-Men Origins. Yeah, but you could do the same thing with Wonder Woman. It'd be really awesome. You could have her in the Peloponnesian War, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight knights. Yeah. Awesome. Fight the Mongol hordes. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. But I, mean, I bet they won't. They probably <laughs> won't do that, you know. Um, Warner Brothers still needs to set things up. Stop setting everything up and actually just make a movie. But like I said, you did not need, if you, okay, like you said, you could put in Lex Luthor in a movie. But don't make them the catalyst to, to to pit Batman versus Superman together. That could have been done straight on their own. They both had two competing philosoph- uh, ideological um, um, philosophies or whatever you want to call it. And that should have been the reason why they fought. Not Martha. Okay? Martha. Why did you say about your name? Why did you say Martha? Oh man, he didn't have a, They broke his voice modulator at that point or something. We need a woman to come explain to us what he said. Where's yeah. a woman? Ugh. It's his yeah. mom. You couldn't have just said it to your mom the whole time. Like what? What? Why? <laughs> why wouldn't you just say that to me? <laughs> why do you say Martha? Why didn't you just say mom? How am I supposed to know that you're talking about your mom? And then where did right? Lois? Where did Lois come from? She just comes out of nowhere. That's his mother. That's his yeah. mother You're name. right. Because who who calls their mother by their first name to other people? <laughs> unless you're you know? I mean, unless you're adopted, but I mean they didn't establish that fact of um um we know Superman is from another plane. We know he's really his parents are, you know, his adoptive parents and everything. But um he still calls his mom Ma and his pa pa. Okay. Right. That's always been Clark's um you know, arc as far as his parents. And that, right, and and it's just to match. It's to match what uh, uh, the comedian said at the beginning of the movie when he said Martha. Right? He was yeah. dying, right? Yeah, yeah. So I get it, but at the same time, 
I'm not going to be, you know, no one's going to be, like, could you just imagine him in conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got to go pick up Martha at the airport. Right? He wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't do you, that. You, uh, I, you might say either my mother or ma or mom or whatever you want. You're not calling your mom by her first name. That is in the third person. In the third to person. To somebody else you don't know. In the middle of a fight where you're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out that I saw this. It's a very interesting point. Is that Superman knew who Batman's super, like, real identity was. So maybe he could see his face, right? Okay. Batman didn't know who Superman... And, and, and hold up. We're just supposed to assume that because there was nothing established in that movie where um, Superman found out his identity. Imagine. Right. He just said Bruce. Like, well, okay. you could hear him, right? You could hear his, his talking, I guess. All right, but, you could hear him but, talking but, 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 but don't we need to see that? We just have to infer that? I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm being nitpicky. I'm okay with inferring okay. it. Okay. But then for Bruce not to throw Clark back at him... Like, you know, F you, I knew <laughs> you were the whole time, too. Like, that's what you expect, like, Bruce Wayne to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's the Bruce Wayne I I know. To mm-hmm. be like, Bruce, we don't have to do this. Like, Clark, I think we both know it's going to happen. Like, right. Superman be like, how does he know? He'd be like, you don't even wear masks. <laughs> he's met you. He's met you five feet. He's, met, he's shook your hand before. <laughs> oh, man. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. Oh, another thing, too. Superman's dead, right? Yeah, I guess. Where is Clark Kent? In that box. So, in the papers, they say Clark Kent, um, he got killed too, right? Yeah. So, this was a separate article. Oh, man. If Clark Kent is dead and Superman is dead, uh, I, I just don't get how a newspaper investigation investigators don't make that connection that it just so happens that these well, two. <laughs> a lot of people died, probably. And uh, I don't I mean, know what was Clark at this point. Is Clark that prominent a newspaper reporter where he um, has he won his Pulitzer prizes or whatever yet? I mean, he from I mean like our you know history or continuity or whatever. He's a pretty popular you know Daily Planet reporter. Him dying well, at the same time Superman does that's pretty coincidental. <laughs> I, I think it's really interesting how Lois Lane super overshadows Clark Kent in this. You know what I mean? Like, she's a much better reporter than him. Like, Way much, better. much better. And not just, like, <laughs> not just as recognized as better or as cheating, you know, cheats him and is better. She's just better. Like, she just is better at investigating stuff than he is by a lot. Yeah, I think he's... that's really interesting. I think it's also interesting that Amy Adams is, like, 39 and Henry Cavill's 32. So that's an interesting oh, really? flip. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, she's, she's definitely older than him. So that's an interesting little flip. She might actually be 40, but I, I don't I know she's older than he is, because I know she's older than me, and I'm the same age as him. Cavill's so, only you know. 32, really? Yeah, so, he's 32. Is, so is that putting Superman around like the same age in this in this universe? I think Cavill can play 27. <laughs> I think huh. he can play. I don't early, think I could. Earlier in the movie, um, Bruce called him son. <laughs> you right. That that yes. was I thought that was pretty hilarious because. Yes. <laughs> usually, in like the books, they're pretty much the same age and everything, so you wouldn't right. really think of batman being that much older than superman but i guess you know in this right. universe it's just a whole everything is just flipped on its back um and they have to do a lot of retconning i, I mean i understand and i guess you could forgive them for that because they're really just establishing this universe they really didn't have a lot of things mapped out when they made man of steel because a lot of things just really becoming apparent 
right. <laughs> you, 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 you're, you did really have, you know, your, your stories, you know, really. And it took them three years. Scott, it took them three years to put this movie out. So three years, <laughs> you would have thought they would have had a lot of these plot holes um, just just ironed out even before you, um, you know, put the movie out. And I understand you got a um, Blu-ray DVD version coming out that's like a half an hour longer. That probably is going to um, tighten up a lot of these plot holes, but that's stupid too. Because you don't know that that's going to be the case. You have uh, no idea that it's going to tighten up any plot holes. Uh, you know it's going to be I, rated R. It's going to be longer. It's yeah. going to be. I didn't feel like there was missing scenes in that movie. I wasn't sitting there for two and a half hours like, what? You know, I really need to see something or other, right? Oh, okay. I mean, so maybe, maybe so, Batman breaking into LexCorp. What are we going to see him just shooting a bunch of random guys that just work for a company? So, so this is what's irritating me. Um, the plot, the or the 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 um the thing where Lex at the end of the movie said he's coming, he's ding 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 ding, he's coming or what have you. Mm-hmm. We see we see during the movie we see nothing that um really indicates that Lex is gone crazy or whatever. You know he he gets his um head shaved and everything. Uh, we know he went into um take um General Zod and turn him pretty much into Doomsday. But nothing really signals that uh, why is Lex, act, Lex acting this way? So they Warner Brothers decides they want to put out a deleted scene from a movie from the um, from this movie. Who does that? You know, <laughs> who puts a deleted scene out two days after the movie comes out of a movie that's already in the um, theaters? <laughs> who does that? And and the, and and the scene I don't know if you've seen the um the scene but the deleted scene is um Lex um there's uh some policemen coming into like um the cave or whatever wherever had Lex has um General Zai and is about to turn him into um Doomsday he yeah. he um uh, they they're actually about to try to arrest him mm-hmm. but Lex gets possessed by the the mother box or whatever the whole dark side thing that's going on in there and he sort of gets possessed and comes out really acting different okay so that part wasn't in the movie and I see where it ties into how he was at the end but my beef with that was it wasn't in the movie you put that out as a deleted scene just to try to get people to make sense of what actually happened in the movie which is stupid 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 (sighs) that's right Zach Zach Warner we Brothers. should have taken a time out like you can see by the bell. Oh man. Man, man. Hey. Well, like I said, I mean, we like we said in the beginning, it's a real divisive movie, and um, even though I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, you had not... the most positive review. I uh, like you had the most positive reaction to anyone I've talked about about this movie, and I feel like I'm defending it right now. That's the kind of movie this is. (laughs) Yeah, that's the type of movie this is. Um, Believe me, we wasn't talking about Fantastic Four like this, you know? No, we. (laughs) But um, I I, I have to say this. I hope um, Suicide Squad redeems some of what this movie, the damages, you know, this movie did. And I do recognize, even though I liked it, I do recognize that. This movie actually damaged, um, you know, reputation of Batman and Superman, really, because, like I said, how can you miss a layup? This is a layup movie. You suppose this is Batman versus Superman, the most iconic two, two. They're the first two superheroes ever. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how can you mess this up so bad? Because you, 
because you mess up the underpinnings of the whole fight. You set it up right, and then you throw some stupid wild card in. Oh. You know, you just, you just, you, you had it, you had it. You actually, actually, you did it. You did the setup right on the Batman side. You did mm-hmm. it correctly, mm-hmm. and then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was sitting there like, why is it? I was in the theater, you know, being like, why? <laughs> why why? Do you even bother with this? <laughs> it seems dumb. Yeah, right. And- it, and, and and the more I think about it, it is, is I mean, it's it's not very smart of them how they went about it. But um, at the end of the day, you're still going to have a lot of these movies being made. Um, it's going to have a big drop this second weekend. I hear like a seventy percent drop. <laughs> yeah, it made fifteen million on Friday. It's yeah, made fifteen million yesterday. Um, it's made two hundred twenty-four million so far. Mm-hmm. And again, just to recap, Deadpool, seven hundred seven seven hundred forty seven million on a fifty eight million dollar budget, and probably double that in marketing. So call it a six hundred million dollar profit for Fox. I feel like the uh, it, you could have a real big turnaround where Fox all of a sudden is going to be, you know, the studio with the real good properties after this X Men movie. You know, so you yeah, so yeah, the Deadpool, the X Universe, you know. So it could really be uh, a situation where even like Disney Marvel is sort of playing second fiddle for a couple of years while they're set up, you know, the, that third Avengers series, right? Well, they're about to do they're about to do for a mess a mess up as well. So hopefully it doesn't happen. But I mean, I, I see something coming with them. You know, um, hopefully they 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 have these other movies. The, the these two Avengers Infinity War movies are going to be really interesting. Our audience is going to really take to them being because um, essentially it's the same premise of what Justice League is about to be about. You know, Dark right. Side and you know right. Thanos and it's, it's it's a lot. I mean, as me as a comic book you know nerd geek or what have you, it's all it's all good with me. That's why I mm-hmm. like Batman Superman. Because the visual spectacle of it is very good. Zack Snyder did a really good job directing a lot of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to story and um, you know actually making a lot of stuff make sense, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I am, uh, yeah. I tell you what. Why don't we make this a thing that we do mm-hmm. in the since this is the first one and we're obviously did not plan <laughs> this in any way other than to say we were just going to be more relaxed and just talk and. Yeah. You know, move on to topics when we felt like it, because this is sort of almost like a bonus episode for people that enjoy us, you know, messing around. Nerdendum. Um, Nerdendum one Q one twenty sixteen. So we're I'm guessing because this is go, this is fun. I like doing this and having this sort yeah. of uh, relaxed conversation. We talk a little bit more about ourselves and our personality and stuff, and, and it's good. And we can be more opinionated uh, and right. less uh, factual. Um, I like it. Back to our regular schedule, you know. Oh sure, uh, we'll be back with coming up. Yeah, we'll be back with H. And good thing there's no historical figures that start with that letter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, before we go, since we're not going to throw anything out of the canon, Mm -hmm. um, since that's something we do in the regular show, we um, throw something out we didn't like (laughs) that starts with the letter that we're talking about. Why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about? I want to I want to ask you a question I guess about the next quarter, okay? Okay. okay. So I want to ask you a question about Q2 2016, so April, okay. April, May, June. Mhm. So two big nerd movies coming out. Mm-hmm. I know this is focused on movies, but you know, 
Okay. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It's, that's where most of the nerd content is today. Well, we have um, a um, big event coming up still that's on the um, HBO that's coming up in April. Q-Q. Oh, that's right, Game of Thrones. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get to talk about that in Q2. Mm-hmm. But to, to kind of, maybe we'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, we can treat these as sort of a separate series, like these okay. quarterly giants. Okay. So here's my question for you. Yeah. Which movie will be better, Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse? Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it down now. Um, I think the Russo brothers are going to come through with that movie. I am going to go with Apocalypse. Woo! So I am, and it's not just because of my ex, my noted and mm-hmm. admitted X-Men fanboydom. I just have a feeling that this mm-hmm. is the movie with Oscar Isaac in it, first of all. And we know that he okay. is probably the biggest movie star <laughs> going right now. He's in all the good, hey, the good he, stuff. His stuff is amazing. He, he's awesome. And uh, I think that this is a better story. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I just think that uh, you're like you said, Disney's due to mess one up, kind of, right? They're about due. And I think that I feel like the Apocalypse movie is going to be a real big climactic sort of film. Well, that's not to say I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, uh, hey, but you asked me to, to, to choose one over the other, then I, I will choose the Civil War movie. So when we come back at the beginning of July. And yes. we do Q2, uh-huh. uh, we'll start right in with, you know, wh- which one of us was wrong. Because my, <laughs> my guess, <laughs> my guess is that... Hey Scott. <laughs> hashtag hate Sam. Okay. My guess is that um, uh, one of us will be uh, demonstrably wrong. Because one of these <laughs> movies will probably be bad. <laughs> one of well, them. Well, as, 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 nerd, as this nerd culture goes, and we're, we're fellow nerds, hopefully we're both right. You know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's like a. We an, need to keep this rolling. <laughs> hopefully it's like an eight-seven situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this weird feeling that it's going to be like a six, a six-two or a seven-two situation <laughs> where uh, we're, we're both just like that good. movie was not good in any way. Uh, let's 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 hope it's not like um has let's hope either, neither one of them are as divisive as Batman versus Superman put it. Uh, well, I'm okay with divisive because divisive means it had something to say, and I think that say what you want about BBS. Batman Superman didn't have a lot to say. I feel like it did. I feel like it had an agenda. It had an agenda that didn't they didn't finish. It had an agenda that you can be vapid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great word. Great word. Great word. Hey, brains ain't everything, everybody. Oh, all right. All right. So, um, people, we will be back and see you guys soon for letter H, and um, I guess see you when you see us, Scott. Yep. See you later, guys. Uh, you can still catch us on Twitter. Nerd Cyclopedia Podcast. Uh, I'll try to get something out uh, with a poll uh, going forward so that we'll have some results to a review uh, when we get to the next Nerd Dendum. Um, you can uh, find us there. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. Yes. And uh, I'm going to throw my Twitter out there because I want to do that. You can get me at Steel City Hitch. That's H-I-T-C-H. At Steel City Hitch on Twitter. Uh, tweet at me. No one does. So I will notice for sure. I will tweet at you. That's <laughs> okay. Maybe. You, you don't have to. Nobody has to. No one's making it. <laughs> Alright, so folks, we'll see you when we see ya. Peace out. Alright, thanks. Thanks everybody. Crazy man, let's uh take it out. Yeah, yeah.